This is Dai's and Shui X, the podcast, episode 120 for the week of March 16th, 2008. Welcome to Dai's and Shui X, the podcast, an extension of the all encompassing Dragon Ball fan sites. Dai's and Shui X. We cover anything and everything Dragon Ball in hopes of enlightening and a little bit of entertaining. Hey, dudes and Dudette, and what's going on, everyone? How you Hello. doing? Hello. Hey. Happy Saturday. Happy and Saturday, <laughs> indeed, Sunday. and Sunday. I love weekends. Let's say hello to everyone. We got Mary over here. Hola, man. Hola. Whoa, man. Hey, what's going on? <laughs> I'm exhausted. I know. We rearranged the apartment a little bit today. We bought a new piece of furniture because we have, like, too many CDs and crap, and we consolidated everything. And I was looking forward to this. It was my, you know, brainstorm, and I'm like, all right, new furniture. I love building furniture. And now I'm like... I'm tired, man. Oh. I don't want to know. It looks awesome in here, though. It does. It's so more manageable. It worked out well in the end. Let's talk to Julian. Hey. Hey, how you doing, dude? You're over in Japan. Your name's Julian. You work on Daizen Shui X. That is all correct. Nice. What's uh, what's going on? What you been doing the last week? Well, this week was my last week of work at the school where I was at. So on Thursday, we had the graduation ceremony, which was, you know, a little bit sad, but also pretty boring, same as American graduation ceremonies. <laughs> right. There's a lot of speeches, and each member of the school board had to say something, and just a lot of, you know, routine stuff, and I started to nod off at one point. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it, it was still interesting, and some of the students actually came up to me and took their picture with me, which was weird because it didn't always seem to be the ones who actually paid attention in class, but I guess they didn't think badly of me. It's just they didn't like English. <laughs> well, that's good. I mean, as long as they uh, enjoyed your presence and remembered you, did they remember your name? Yes. All right, well, that's good. I mean, you made some kind of impression on them. Yeah, it took them a while, but they did eventually remember my name. Right. <clears throat> what else has been going on? Anything... Uh, Anything Dragon Ball going on with you last week? Probably not. Oh, uh, not really Dragon Ball um, at the moment. I did learn that the uh, Funimation dub of One Piece is going off the air in the U.S. for a while, and we don't know when it's coming back, which is kind of disheartening because, you know, it's just getting to the good part of the Skypiea arc. I but, can't say I've noticed because we haven't watched it in a yeah, long kind of time. You should. Yeah, probably. But, you know, other than that, it's pretty quiet here. Um, I think I've got a job lined up for the beginning of April. Uh, I've put my name down for it with the company I'm at. However, I'm also trying to get a job that's closer to where I am directly through a school board. So I basically told the people I am working for that I want this job, but I'm not going to be around this week, so I can't sign anything until after the results of my second interview with the one that I'm trying to get, which I won't mention. Does that make sense? None whatsoever, but I'll trust you 100% on that. Okay. <laughs> At any rate, I, I'm, I'm trying to convince the people I'm working for right now that I'm absolutely 100% for the job that they're offering me while I'm trying to get a different job that will probably pay better. So um, we'll see what happens. All right, cool. That that makes sense to me. Let's uh, talk about what's going on this episode. We are going to dig ourselves an extremely deep hole. We're going to jump into it and just uh, deal with the repercussions. We're going to talk about Dragon Ball AF. Oh, dear. Gasp. Ah, uh, gasp, shock. Uh, yeah, we're going to do it. So uh, we're actually going to talk, uh, focusing specifically on a Japanese doujinshi. Julian, what's that mean? Doujinshi literally means a um, like a self-published book or a magazine of some kind. And it's come over the years to mean a sp certain kind of self-published work, which generally involves fan works of a uh, popular series of anime and manga and the like. So that you see a lot of doujinshi of things like popular series in anime world and manga world. In fact, there's an entire convention that's twice a year in Japan devoted to this called the Comic Market or Komiket. Although a lot of those are particularly um, what might be termed as <laughs> lemon fan fiction. Yes, yes. We're but not talking any... about that kind of thing, though. No, no, no. This is like a, a webcomic that's based on the idea of Dragon Ball Z and just kind of carries things off from there. So I guess you could call this a doujinshi. I call it a webcomic because it's on the internet. Right. But... I mean, maybe that's a more accurate term, but I mean, it kind of takes the doujinshi route and runs with it, but on the web exclusively. I, it's the best right. way to describe it. So we, we're actually 
actually going to bring on Desiree Kent. We already recorded the topic, so we'll kind of do some time travel and split it in and then come back, and it'll be all sorts of crazy shenanigans. Ron, Desiree Campbell, who is kind of the ringleader of the project to translate it and distribute it, because it's done by a Japanese person. So uh, when we hit you up with the topic, we'll give you a brief history on where this phrase Dragon Ball AF or After Future or possibly April Fools and where that all comes from and what this project is and where it's heading. And uh, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a neat thing. So hopefully you can uh, check that out. We'll have links to everything when we go over it. And uh, we're going to hit you up with some news right now. Then we'll do the topic and we'll do some releases and we'll do some emails. We'll do some ABCs. And uh, that's a podcast episode. So unless anyone has anything against the news... I, I do. Damn you? the news. <laughs> no it's not news is nearly good news. crazy enough. Uh, actually, it is kind of crazy. Well, you better deliver. All right, I'll deliver the news right now. I think there's only one bit of news this That's week. That's not crazy. <laughs> no, but th- this piece of news is crazy. Okay. Because it's a convention with some oh, people snaps. that we should probably go to, but I don't think we can swing it this year. And this is the convention Animazement, which, as you'll remember last year, Mary had a, a certain person. Yeah? Yeah. Who was it? Mr. Trunks Man? Mr. Trunks Man, Takashi Kusao, who played Trunks in Dragon Ball Z. He's uh, coming back this year, but he's not alone. He's bringing a friend with him. He's bringing a certain Ryusei Nakao, who played my main man, Frieza, and also Kula, who I guess is kind of neat, but he played Frieza, and they're both going to be at this convention. And I really, really, really want to go and stalk them like a crazy 12-year-old family. And then you get arrested. Yeah, probably. So, I mean, that like made my day when learned about this. But uh, I I really don't think we'll be able to swing it this year going down there, which is a shame. So someone's going to have to go for us and like hide out and take stalker-esque pictures and like kidnap them and drive them up to New Jersey so they can't get back to Japan. That is what you need to do. Right, Julian? Mike. What? Um. I think we need to talk. But actually, one of the things I'm wondering is Animazement isn't that big, is it? I That's mean, what I was wondering about. Yeah, isn't that great? Well, you know what? The trend really is the dub voice actors. No one cares about Japanese that is stuff. That's just really sad to me, though. Well, you know, I was kind of sad that when I got the first volume of Beck signed by the author, there was this sort of tiny line, and then right after him was the voice actors. The dub voice actors had this huge line of fans out the door, and I'm like, what? <laughs> the original manga con doesn't get any respect. It's <laughs> I, uh, uh, I have no comments on it. But so yeah, I mean they're going to be there. If you're anywhere in the area, Mary, what did I say? North Carolina. I think that's what you said. Okay. If you're anywhere in that area, please go and check them out because they're awesome people with some of the greatest voices in the industry, and you need to do this for us. I mean, look at what we do for you. This is the least you can do for us in return. Is go be creepy fans oh, in our place. Trip, huh? Exactly. I'm going to lay the guilt trip on all the listeners. That That's the news. <laughs> Does anyone have anything else? I don't think anything else of any importance happened this last week. Cricket, cricket. All right. Well, uh, with that done, we're going to talk about Dragon Ball AF with Desiree Campbell. And uh, yeah, here's your topic for the week. So we are joined by a special guest for the topic portion of our podcast here. We have uh, quite a fantastic little project, which I guess I've been somewhat aware of for a while, but I've never actually looked at it. And it kind of dawned on me after doing uh, In the Name of Piccolo Daimo that we should check this out and see what it is and what all the hubbub is. So we have Mary still. We have Julian still. We are joined by Desiree Campbell. What's up, dude? Hey, not much. I am so excited to have you here because you seem to be the, uh, the ringleader of uh, the projects going on over there. I am the uh, mafia boss, as it were. <laughs> the mafia boss. I like oh, that. Dear. You're like the mob leader of fan translations right now. You got a comic? I can, I can, I can give you a little something. I can work out a deal. So uh, we're going to talk about Dragon Ball AF. Uh, Dojinshi, fan comic, sort of. It's Japanese, right? Yes. Uh, Toybull, um, which may or may not be a man. <laughs> we don't know yet. That. We don't know. There's, there's okay. some is, uh, writing apparently is more feminine. Gotcha. It should be. But anyway, he's been uh, 
writing this for the last couple of years, putting it up on his uh, blog at uh, some Japanese blog spot equivalent. Okay. And, uh, we just picked it up in uh, November of last year when uh, somebody made a thread about it on the Daisenshu EX forums. Okay, so it's been around for a little bit. You guys kind of noticed it. And was it floating around anywhere before that? Or was it kind of unknown at that point? I hadn't even heard of it before. But um, after I become aware of it, other translations uh, began servicing. Other, there are a lot of other websites that claim that AF is real, and we have the transcripts for it, and ah. here's, here's the fan art for it, and here's the comic that we made, and it's, ah, I see how it goes. There's that going on too. All right, well, let's stop it right there then, I guess, and almost take it back to 1997. Julian, mm. Dragon Ball AF exists, right? It, it's been around for a while, and says secret government conspiracy, right? Uh, uh, sure, Mike. We'll go with that. Um, but anyhow, you know, GT had a pretty final ending, and that happened back in 1997. Now, since that time, there's always been a certain segment of the fandom that either doesn't know that the show is over or wants there to be more. And somehow or other, these rumors get started that there's something that's coming out. It's right around the corner. And, of course, nothing ever comes of it. Well, you know what? It was a little bit different maybe back in 98, 99. I I had a website in 98, but that was still the kind of time when things in Japan were still sort of unknown and we didn't really know what was going on, like, right at the same time. I mean, I think one of the barriers was the fact that, especially early on, Japanese Internet presence was not as great. But also you have a lot of fans who just don't, know Japanese who can't actively go and look for this kind of stuff and IME was kind of shaky until probably the mid to late 90s in the first place so you couldn't just actively input Japanese characters and search for stuff either right so the end result being of course that people didn't really have a ready source of information to go debunk these kind of things but anyway at some point along the line somebody made a piece of fan art that had the logo of Dragon Ball AF and from there everything just sort of um, took on a life of its own I guess you could say (laughs) the shit hit the fan so to speak Mary when's the first time you remember seeing anything about Dragon Ball AF was it like as early on as you can remember has it always existed to me it hasn't always existed do you remember what year it was when on Funimation's website they had like, or maybe it was their Dragon Ball website, they had an yeah, FAQ. they had an FAQ And one of the questions website. was, what, what is DBAF coming when out? When are you putting Dragon Ball AF like, out? It's a rumor, it doesn't exist. Whatever year that was, I had heard of it before that. And okay. that was fairly early on, I thought, maybe like 2009. Like yeah. yeah. So you, you could maybe say that the rumors have been around since GT ended when people like want to think really have this absurd hope that something new will be coming but the the phrase af is probably a turn of the millennium sort of i don't know interpretation or faux creation i don't even know how to describe it we have a lot of stuff about dragon ball af over in our rumor guide and julian if i remember correctly you actually wrote up the vast majority of the article that's on wikipedia right now um yeah uh let's not mention the fact that some of it is original research that i I undertook to find out as best I could, but um, because the article is informative, I'm not going to um, try and have anybody challenge that. Um, but anyway. <laughs> well, you know what we could do? We could just write it all up on our site, have someone completely rewrite the article with the exact same information, and footnote it as coming from our site, and then therefore they didn't do the original research. How's that? That, well, that works. Um, <laughs> but at any rate, basically, the first exposure to, like, on an English website that I could find came from this old fan site called Majin.com, who initially seemed to be very adamant that it was, in fact, a new show coming out of Japan that they had this kind of inside source and later on they either found out they were wrong or were tired of the joke whichever and uh, decided to recant all the information that they had said and then it kind of went underground for a little while and mostly you hear the stupid rumors on message boards and stuff and I don't know there just seems to be like accumulating more and more fan art during this time either people drawing what they think it would look like or just taking screenshots of the anime that has existed and changing the colors and stuff like that. What's really interesting to me about this, though, is, like, there's nothing to base it on. It's all just complete... 
original creations that all get like categorized under this overhead of AF. Well, there is that uh, that shot at the end of Dragon Ball Z um, or GT um, where uh, some city, I can't remember exactly, some city is crumbling because of some insane battle. Right. And there's a shot of a mailbox that has AF on it. Well, there, there's the AF mailbox <laughs> in the Trunks TV special. Oh, I, yes, I yes. think that's from there. And I, I believe someone's license plate, I think Bulma's license plate very early on in the series says AF on it. So that, that's why I think there's actually a conspiracy about this. I was going to say, like there were some kind of running in side joke maybe. like maybe with the producer and like one really intelligent fan maybe picked up on that and ran with it and they're laughing at us 10 years later maybe, maybe. that's the joke but at any rate it, it seems to be this weird sort of fan mythos that keeps getting enlarged with every new piece of fan art and people adding plot details to the plot that doesn't exist and you know we had absolutely nothing to do with this a couple years ago no the first involvement we had with this was an april fool's joke to essentially produce what had hadn't been, you know, in existence up until that point was, you know, concrete evidence of its actually existing like in Japan. Like a fake press release kind of thing. The whole point was that in Japan there is absolutely nothing that had anything to do with AF at all, which, you know, which most people would take as evidence of it not existing. But what we decided to do was actually produce the quote-unquote evidence that people would um, actually take and prove that it was real. And um, sadly, there have been a couple of sites that have taken our stuff out of context since then. Oh, I've seen the logo pop up in videos, and it's pretty impressive what people have done with it. Oh, dear. So, I mean, in a nutshell, you made a flyer, and I made a commercial, and it was just a one-day thing, and we put up the translated versions the next day, but despite that, you know, people do what they will with that information, and it has continued to spread since then. Well, and I think part of the problem is that, number one, there's a lot of new fans of Dragon Ball who come in. That, that's very true. And don't know. And they can, you know, they're also of a certain age where they can be convinced of a lot of things that aren't true <laughs> because they want them to be true. That combined with not knowing Japanese and, in fact, kind of treating Japan as this unknowable mystical other and you know because and because they're at a certain age they also treat people who do understand japanese with a certain kind of um suspicion like maybe they're hiding something from them julian you're obviously hiding all sorts of information from us it is true <laughs> i know this for a fact okay okay i admit it <laughs> i i mean that's hiding the fact that there's some really awesome dragon ball figures over here <laughs> well i know that's that's true that's AF in a nutshell, where it's like, GT ended, people want things to exist, they create things that don't exist, and it all comes under this name of AF. But that's where we kind of turn it over to this new project, which has adopted the Dragon Ball AF name, and as far as I can tell, it's taking select elements of this group of fake creations over the years, and kind of playing with those ideas in a funny way to create a serious product. So, Desiree, I'm going to turn it back over to you, give us a little more history on this it's been around for uh, since 2006 you were saying well we know that in um april of uh, 2006 when he opened up his blog he put up the first 20 pages wow so there's that much at once yeah well he's it seems from what i can gather from um google translate and it seems like he had the these pages on some other website before oh okay but just opened up another blog to consolidate it or something i'm not sure there's a lot of half information i can gather from it gotcha i've seen other posts whether he has the uh, Funimation Bardock DVD for some reason. I have no idea. Interesting. <laughs> but in uh, April of 2006, he opened up the blog and uh, posted the first uh, rough sketches of, uh, of uh, the West Kaioshin. Um, and a couple of months later, he put up the first 20 pages or so. And then a few months later, he released uh, the next 20 pages, going all the way up to uh, about 40 or 43. And then since then, it's been about two or three pages a month. Um, so it seems like before he opened up the blog, he had quite a bit done already, but is continuing to do it. I've noticed that there's a couple other like side stories or images. Uh, the one that seems most relevant is the Tapion Minosia one. Yes, uh, later, about halfway through what we've... Uh seen so far, Tapion shows up. Tapion and Minosha show up inexplicably. And there's very little explanation <laughs> over there. They just happen to be on uh, on uh, the Kaioshin Kai planet. And just so because. we uh, just, well, we have no idea. There's no explanation. So Toybo released this um, rough drawn page with massive amounts of text on it um, explaining what happened. That actually took about six months to translate. 
Holy crap. Well, I can imagine. It's pretty tech savvy. It, it was so big. It was like, <laughs> oh, God. And just no one touched it for a while. <laughs> Eventually, uh, Tatsuniki Horiko uh, on the forum translated the whole of it in uh, parts, like one, like a third of it a month over a few months. The whole thing's out there. I actually have to re-proofread it. There were some spelling mistakes I just saw. Yeah, and, um, we're, we're noticing some stuff every once in a while on some of the pages. Yeah, I've got to go through the whole thing again. And uh, I'm bad at spelling, apparently. <laughs> and uh, especially on the Tapion page, I because there's so much text, um, I couldn't break it up into smaller chunks. So what I did was make the uh, different characters' speech different colors. Yeah, I noticed that. That actually worked pretty well. I thought so too. Um, one of at least one of the bits of uh, text is uh, the wrong color. Oh. It's not <laughs> that person speaking. So I was reading through it and trying to figure out why did he just respond to himself? Oh wait, uh-huh. that's not. Well, I mean, and that's not a fault of the author. That's just translation stuff that everyone's doing. Yeah, that's just, that's all us. Well, yeah. Let's talk about the, the story itself and some of these, uh, you know, over the years AF elements. There's a, a character and a name. There's been this list of episodes of Dragon Ball AF that is propagated throughout the web over the years. I'm not even sure how to pronounce it. Is it Zikor or Zikor? I would assume it's Zikor. Uh, I think it's Zikor. Really? I'm not sure. It actually seems to be taken from some of the uh, Star Wars Expanded Universe. Okay, I would know absolutely nothing about that. I didn't know that. I only know it in connection to this. Zycor, from what I remember, is Luke Skywalker's clone or his son. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I don't. Well, there's a Luke with two U's who's Luke's clone. Yeah, that's Luke's clone. So this must be his son. I don't know. There's a book that's set in between Empire and Jedi that's um, Shadows of the Empire, where there's a character called, what, Shizor or something like that? Ooh, that that's, might be it. Maybe that's a pronunciation. All right, well, then. Exercise Z-O-R, though. X's and C's and O's. So, <laughs> well, well, how's it written in Kana, then? Is it, Or is it written... It is written in Kana... Oh, if I can find the page. Well, we, we can figure out what the pronunciation is later, I guess. That would be helpful to us. But what other elements do we have in there? Uh, I mean, I'm not too familiar with all the random things 12-year-olds make up about Dragon Ball AF. Well, just uh, Gohan going, um, what, Super Saiyan 4? Oh, yeah. that's true. Yeah, everybody that goes Super Saiyan 4. the earliest pieces of fan art was um, Gohan is Super Saiyan 4 with like his glasses and a book. Yeah, we actually have that, that was like a over, well, well-drawn piece of uh, fan art. One of the earliest ones I can remember on the that's, interwebs. Yeah, that's from the old Studio Toma guy. I think it's it. Tomita. Tomita? Yeah. I, I yeah, think Tomita. so. I know we have the image up over in the rumor guide, so we can yeah. double check that over there. Tomita is, that... is probably Wealth and Taz Ricefield, so yeah. Oh, okay. There you go. Last name. Well, let's talk about the story itself as a whole, then. It's after GT, so it's acknowledging that GT took place, and it's taking elements from GT, like Super Saiyan 4 and uh, some of the characters and what they look like. Papaya designs. Man. Papaya Man shows up, which mm-hmm. I thought was amazing. It was the greatest character in the entire thing. Of course. So, We've got that going on. Uh, what kind of other characters do we have? Tell us a little bit about the overall story. Well, overall, it does. It completely accepts that GT happened, um, including most of the characters. And in the first few pages, recapping everything that happened in GT and in oh, Z. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So carrying on from there, it seems that it's not too long after GT. Pan's still a child. Um, Goten's in high school. College, actually, I think. College? Yeah, he's taking a uh, class with Gohan, right? University lecture. University, yes, yes. Gohan's his professor. But, <laughs> I, I mean, if you think about it logically, uh, Goten is college age at the very... Er, well, he's late high school age at the very end of Z. Right, right. So is he, like, just going to college really, really late? He's a super senior, okay? Because <laughs> <laughs> I always assumed uh, Goten and Trunks and GT were in their mid to late 20s. Yeah. So that only occurred to me now. I kind of accepted that. Okay, yeah, Goten's in college now. Maybe it's he like, doesn't actually go to college. He just kind of maybe audits, audits classes. Yeah. <laughs> just hanging I want to see my brother girls. work. <laughs> Picking up chicks. That That's makes, what uh, I said. Super senior. She's uh, <laughs> held back. Wow. Amazing uh, family. And you know, it makes here. sense that she would be held back too. Goten's girlfriend. Ah, uh, very true. She's a little bit dim. It does. Uh, she mentions um, apes. <laughs> yeah, I really like that little bit of dialogue. There's a lot of stuff I liked in here. Yeah, and Goten has uh, taken on um, the mantle of uh, uh, Saiyaman. Yes, he's number three. Saiyaman, apparently. It says so on his helmet. <laughs> I thought that was a nice very detail. very clear about that. 
Yes. I really enjoy the whole element of lots of superheroes throughout the yes. world. And there's <laughs> the a rankings. ranking system. Oh, oh, yes. The, rank, the rankings actually um, have a lot of little in-jokes with other Toriyama stuff. Oh, my God. It was amazing. There's Nekomajin in there. The author himself is listed there. You've got Papaya Man and... Uh, Kajika. Kajika and Beezlebub and... Cash what's Man. his name? Beezlebub? Beezlebub? I can't remember. Beelzebub. Uh, thank you. So, I mean, it's just ripe with Toriyama in-jokes. And that's the kind of thing that I'm reading in here where you can tell the author is really, really, really a huge fan mm -hmm. of the source material. And because of that, it just feels like very natural. Like, at some points, I almost forgot I was reading a fan manga and I was accepting this almost as an actual story. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I totally buy this. It'd be really easy just to dismiss it like, oh, it's some other AF comic. But it really does stay true to what Toriyama would have done if he could continue to have made it ridiculous. Yeah, sure, Goten's a superhero, and he's the last on the list. And at, save the, for yes. save for and at the same time, it turns right into that serious, uh, like, late Cell, early Boo era style of fighting, where exactly. it feels like a natural transition. But I want to stop it there and talk a little bit about controversy, because we're saying how much it feels just like what Toriyama would do, and it looks just like what Toriyama would do. So with that in mind, give me a little background on that. Yes, there's some allegations very early on that uh, Toy Bull was using at least some kind of a reference um, to draw these. A lot of the poses seem just too close. Yeah. Um, everything seemed a little bit too spot on. There was one in particular, I think it was uh, a Dabra, uh, like, face blast. I can't remember who against it would have been, but... Oh, yeah, it would have been... Was it Kaioshin? I think or it would have been Gohan. Yeah, against Trunks. Page 50? Oh, okay. Yeah, there's that a couple of pages later, or no, before, when he introduces himself. Three or four scenes, which are directly copied from uh, the Majin Vegeta entrance, blowing up the stadium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. destroys that big section of the Earth. That's yes. just directly. Yeah, um, Mr. Piccolo from the forums actually posted a lot of pictures showing exactly what panels he's taken it from. What's the overall feeling that people are, you know, saying about this? Are they, are they accepting it? It seems that nobody cares. As well, he could be not tracing and just doing it himself, but then it probably wouldn't be as good or as mm -hmm. close to what we'd expect from Toriyama. And Toy Bubble did, Toy Bubble did put up a, a post um, saying that he is uh, tracing some of this from Toriyama's work. And he has a little picture of uh, Gohan next to his computer with a piece of paper over it, kind of shrugging and looking sorry. <laughs> it seems like he's admitting it. Like, I'm, yeah, I know that I'm tracing it, but it's still good, right? It's right, right. Which is... Uh, the kind of thing that Toriyama himself would probably do. No, he would draw a stupid picture and be like, eh, whatever. Uh, exactly. Um, in the late, in the Boo saga, where they were doing the uh, the fusion dance, where Trunks and Goten were doing the fusion dance, mm -hmm. there's a little note on the side saying that how he, uh, Toriyama wrote a note on the side that he photocopied these so the editor doesn't have to pay him for those panels. Oh, jeez. Same kind of a thing, <laughs> yeah. Again, just something else that really makes it, makes the manga feel better and more true than other a fan mangas that may have been put out. It makes me feel like, yeah, this person really does know what it's like to be uh, Toriyama, to just have fun with it, not to take it too seriously. Did this author put up that note after maybe you guys called him out on it, or was it no, a coincidence, uh, or what? Seems like my, uh, definitely a coincidence. It's, I can't remember where it was, but it was definitely posted before we even had it posted onto the forum. Okay. That, and it doesn't seem like he has any idea that we're looking at it. At all. Oh, really? Because that was my next question. Does he know that you guys are translating no. it and spreading around? There's been some talk of trying to send him a message, but no one's confident enough in their Japanese to do it. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be great like to try and send him and say, yes, we love it. Um, we've been translating it here, try to look at it, but I guess I should it hasn't really that gone thing. anywhere. Yeah, well, um, I'll find some free time at some point. <laughs> there we go. Julian will take care of it. That'd actually be great. Yeah, there's uh, not only us, but uh, a French collector. Apparently, he's one of the biggest uh, Dragon Ball collectors in France who's been doing his own French translation of this fan manga for a while, before we were. Um, he's actually on uh, the Dianzenshu EX forums under the name of Genki. Yeah, I think I've seen a lot of uh, stuff over there from him, yeah. Well, so that's a, a pretty good overview of where the project came from, who's doing it, what the story is. 
if people want to read this, what's the best way? I mean, I'll plug it, obviously, but you're hosting the project over on just your personal site right now? Oh, yeah. Just uh, I have a little projects section on the site, and anything I do, I throw there. It's actually, I made the project section for this. Oh, cool. <laughs> someplace. You can find this, and you can also find that side story stuff over there. Yeah, in the same projects section, there'll be the uh, main page for the outside, for the side stories, explain what they are, the other page for, in the name of Piccolo Daimo itself, a couple of other pages just sitting there waiting for any scans we get of the other two side stories if that ever, ever happens. I, I could probably, once I get a working scanner again, I could probably do that Trunks one because I'd love to see that. And that one's pretty much all text. Yeah, that'd be the greatest thing to get. Cool, I'm looking forward to that. Well, that was uh, pretty awesome. I want to close it out with getting everyone's opinions on uh, the story itself. I'll uh, start with Mary over here. Um, I kind of presented this to you. I was like, oh, you should read through it. And you're like, oh, yeah, I'll get around to it. But now that you've read it, how do you feel about it? I thought it was very, very fun. And like I said before, there were moments when I was kind of really lost in it, like in a good way. But there are some things that I thought, I, w- I mean, maybe he'll explain it later. Like, uh-huh. how come no one's really batting an eye that this lady is claiming to have conceived a child with Goku? Shouldn't it be like, oh my God, the dad's a hoe. <laughs> right, right. But, <laughs> I think we'll get to that at some point soon. Right. You know, I think the artwork definitely improves over time, even if the guy is, you know, copying or tracing or using references. But I feel like it, it does get a bit more slick as time goes on. And I did find myself enjoying the first half more than the second half when the fighting actually starts, because then it just felt like, you know, any other fight, I the suppose. I didn't, fight. <laughs> I didn't feel any sense of like, oh man, this guy's super strong. But everything else I enjoyed, like just the humor and the character interaction. Something I totally glossed over and you pointed out. I was like, holy shit, it's Kariza in the background yes. in one of those panels. <laughs> like, I obviously yes. saw Kula, but I didn't notice Kariza was there. And it's like, oh, he's cute. He's just kind of like there in the background. And it's that kind of in-joke stuff in here that I think was really drawing me in during the beginning. And I think because I had that attachment, I guess, to the first half of it, I kind of, you know, went with it for the second half and enjoyed the rest of it there. Julian, how far did you make it in? Oh, I read through the entire bunch that's Oh, cool. So what do you think about the whole thing? It's very interesting, and it seems like it's actually a a plot line that could um, go somewhere if they decide to keep it up. I don't really know what their rate of releases is right now, so can't really comment on that but it's it's interesting too in that it preserves a lot of the kind of weird quirky humor that Toriyama is known for as well as you know fighting which is important to a Dragon Ball Yes, manga. very much. And of course, um, this is probably going to cause a lot more people to think that there actually is Dragon Ball AF out there. Yeah, well, that's that's where we come in, though, you know? Yeah, I mean, it is just a doujinshi, and we should probably even mention this in the rumor guide just to I make think sure so. there's... Yeah, well, this is good, because now we have, you know, this, this section, this interview to go over and point to all sorts of stuff about it, and that information can be out there. So, now I guess we're to the last person. Mr. Desiree Campbell, what do you think about it? I think it's great. It's uh, an interesting story. It doesn't seem to rely too heavily on, oh, he's even more powerful than ever, his power level. It, I'm really glad there's nothing mentioned about power levels. <laughs> yes, My well, favorite. so far. If there, if, if there was a mention about, if there's ever a mention about power levels, I'm dropping it. <laughs> okay. If, 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 I, if I read in the translation, in his battle power is, I'm closing. There's no more. Alright, I agree with this. Just the little things, like there's Carissa in that, and uh, the little extras, like the uh, just the bus shots that uh, yes. he puts out. Like of a lacrosse epoch and a bra, and there's even one of a pool. Yes, I noticed that. I was quite happy. So I, I think he's a fan of Daisenshu EX. He's like, hey, have, have a pool. <laughs> Very much so. Yeah, just everything seems to be exactly as we'd expect if it was Dragon Ball AF. Nothing too serious, but still action. Right, exactly. It feels exactly like what Toriyama probably would have done if someone could have convinced him to keep making manga and money as time went on. (laughs) He's still making money, so I guess it worked out pretty well. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show and telling us about this project. Because, I mean, we could have talked about it, but you're kind of a central figure responsible for distributing it to everyone, so I figured you'd be the best one to come on. Also, thing, yeah, I don't want to take too much credit for it. I feel bad that I'm always seen it. As the guy in charge. I'm really, I'm just typesetting. That's all I'm <laughs> Okay. I'm not well, drawing it or writing it or translating <laughs> it. The, the, the hard jobs have been done for me. I'm just clicking a lot. Well, give some shout outs to people then. Who's helping on this? Uh, big translation. Most of the translations are from Tatsuniki Horiko on the forums. Um, Herms, who did the all of uh, the outside story stuff so far. 
Right, right. Did um, at least three or four pages. Who else? Um, everyone else that speaks Japanese in the forum basically has chimed in with something. Um, <laughs> Albert Egg, um Oh, I can't remember. I'm a jackass. Everyone except for me, right? Everything, everyone <laughs> right. except for Julian has helped out. And everyone that can't, I've always, every time something's come up where it could have been translated in one way or another, or even how the, uh, the sound effects are laid out uh-huh. and how things are translated, it's been brought up to the forum, forum, and everyone's commented on it, trying to figure out the best way to do it. It really is a community project. Everyone Sweet. helps out. Well, that, that's awesome. That's what I really like to hear, and I think that's one of the things that makes Dragon Ball fandom uh, persevere as the years go on with this kind of stuff. So, uh, well, thanks for hopping on with us. We're going to move on to the rest of the show, but, um, I mean, I know you you listen to the show, and you, I, I hope you come back and tell us what's going on as we get in, like, another 40 pages or so and kind of give us a recap. I'll be here when Ever you need me. Fantastic. Thank you very much. And uh, I guess we'll uh, talk to you later. You will indeed, sir. All right. Awesome. Thanks. Thank you. Julian, it's time for DBZ ABCs, dude. Yes. Time what are we for- up to? Oh. Okay. Well, this week I thought we would talk about the Sekai no Koku O, which is the king of the world. Well, how does that O then? Well, he O is the part that means king, so I figured... Okay, well, I guess you can tie in the Japanese lesson about the word there. Yes. So, in essence, we have the king of the world, who basically is a dog. <laughs> but he, he, he's an anthropomorphic talking dog who wears a suit, so it's, it's, it's not that weird. But still, it always brings to mind the little adage about um, voting for the uh, little brown dog over the member of the party you're against or something <laughs> like that. We don't know how exactly he came to power. The government of Dragon Ball is never really that elaborated upon. We don't know if the king is a hereditary position or if he gets elected or what exactly. It seems to be a unified world nation. Right, right. So I guess at the very least, there is some kind of political unity across the earth of Dragon Ball. And the king, regardless of how he comes to power, oversees all of the various districts, which seems to have some kind of complicated numbering system. Do we even remember what Goku's is out in the wet, on the east there? I really don't remember at all. But it's just kind of interesting how that kind of plays out. The king is always supportive of Goku, even if he can't get a hold of him. <laughs> he, he seemed to have much trepidation about unleashing Mr. Satan upon the world because he would rather have had Goku but didn't know where to find him. <laughs> right. Uh, and, and that's the kind of thing that makes Toriyama who he is. You know, the dog is the king of the world. Yep. I guess that about sums it up. I wanted to cover that, though. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. So one more time, what's the whole phrase? Masekai no Kokuo, which means roughly king of the world nation or so. Well, and how about just O in general? How, how is that used? How do you tie it in? It means king. It's, I guess, what you could say, a literal translation of the Chinese word wang. I'm not really sure whether they had a specific term for king in Japanese prior to when they appropriated the Chinese word. Maybe they didn't. Both king and emperor originally come from Chinese. I don't know. Maybe there was a word for chieftain or something like that. Could have just been like headman. Headman. <laughs> well, they, they do tend to have Uchikami, although my interpretation of that was always like a clan god rather than a clan leader. But I don't know. We're talking about prehistoric Japan now here. So uh, <laughs> All right. Well, I guess we'll we'll drop it off there. So, thank you. That was uh, DBC ABCs for the week. We've done A I U A O. So, how does it go from here? It goes on to the Kero or Kagyo, which is an old joke. The guy in the job interview is asked what his Kagyo is or what his family business is, because oftentimes it's passed down through the generations. And he responds Kakikukeko because he interprets it as the Kero of the Kana. <laughs> I just learned something new. I appreciate that. It's an old joke. Thank you. All right, so with DBZ ABC's done, let's take it over to the releases. As far as I can tell, uh, there's nothing else coming out in March. Oh, it's light spring. Yeah, so I guess we'll hit up the very beginning of April because it's stuff on April 2nd, and I think that's all there is in April anyways. So we'll give you those couple heads up on this stuff. First thing, Julian, what we got coming out? Okay, well, first of all, we have the Dragon Ball Z CD box, Cholzenshu. This is a 13-disc music set containing over 200 songs. It's missing a couple of ones, like... Battle Point Unlimited, the background music when Trunks goes Super Saiyajin in the series for the first time. 
But otherwise, it has tons of stuff on it. It goes for the bargain price of 19,950 yen, which is right now about $199.50 because right now, basically 100 yen to a dollar or so. It's crazy. It's like, you know, the golden rule is always, oh, just move over the decimal point two spaces and subtract a little bit and that's about it. But it's, uh, now you just move over the decimal it's point. dead on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Freaky. Hey, um, Basically, the dollar is tanking, and for me, it's good because it means yeah. I can pay off my student loans and also have money left over to eat. Well, it sucks for me because I got this CD box coming, and now the exchange rates suck. Well, you're just going to have to cancel that order. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well, it depends on when they charge your credit card, right? I know. So maybe the exchange rate can get better in the next couple of weeks. The only other thing I want to point out about this is uh, originally this was coming out on March 26th, and this is the, the delayed That's release date. That's why March is so late. Yeah. April 2nd. Um, um, that's it, Mary. We have two Dragon Ball GT volumes coming out. And uh, what are they? They're coming out on the same day. Volumes 5 and 6. Yes. They're episodes 25 to 30 and 31 to 36. So what is this, like halfway through the series? It's 64 Basically. episodes, right? So get about halfway through there. Mary, how much do they cost? Too much. <laughs> Too much. $39.90. What, you don't like paying for Dragon Ball GT DVDs? I don't like paying $39.90 yen for well, you know Dragon what? Ball GT. It's six episodes, so when you... No, that's pretty good. When you do it's the really math, good. I mean, actually compared to American with stuff... With the exchange rate, actually, yeah. it's quite reasonable for six <laughs> episodes. Not too bad. Amazon Japan, CD Japan, uh, standard stuff there. That's releases, so uh, I guess we'll take it on over to the email. Mary, why don't you read the first email here from Lance? Okay, Lance writes, Thanks to Julian and Andrew for the jet interview advice. I certainly hope mine went all right. I didn't have to improvise an entire class, but they did make me explain the difference between definite and indefinite articles. But anyway, I have a Dragon Ball-related question this time. In fact, it's one I've been putting off since the Ask days. Ask being the Ask Vegito EX section on Dyson X, the website. So, going to volume 36 of the manga, Kudidin attempts to turn 17 and 18 into humans again, but ultimately settles for removing their bombs. Yamcha asks why he included 17, and Piccolo replies that the wish to bring all those killed by Cell would have included 17 as well. But would it have? I mean, obviously it did since we see him again in the volume uh, number 42, but did Cell really kill him? Cell absorbed him, same as he would to number 18, but when Cell spit her up later on, she was still alive, so the absorption didn't kill him either. That said, 17 was still alive inside Cell when Gohan killed Cell. So technically, wouldn't Gohan have killed 17 and thus not be included in the wish? And when we're question, volume 16 of the manga review of awesomeness, are you going to divide 16 and 17 in their original places rather than the wave is split up DB volume 16 and 17? I'm not even aware of this, Mike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, the way that volume 16 ends, it's actually what you would consider like episode one of Z. So Viz oh. moved those two chapters to volume one of DBZ, I think. Is that the way it works, or Julian, uh, was it the opposite direction? Volume 17 of Dragon Ball has the two final chapters of the Budokai. Oh, Budo so. Thank you. I, I thought it might have it in the wrong direction, because one's actually smaller than it would appear to be. Yes, yeah, so we're actually going to do it the original Japanese way, because um, that's how they would have read the volumes over there, and even though Viz does it here, I, I just think that's a neat, and it gives us something else extra to talk about, so we'll do it that way. Let's answer the other question. Julian, what do you think about uh, Gohan being responsible for the death and all that kind of stuff? Well, um, I guess if you, if you technically put it that <clears throat> put it that way, it would make sense that Gohan was responsible. But it seems to me that the dragon always reads a little bit into the yeah, intentions. That's exactly what I was going to say. If he took all of the wishes at face value, there would be some pretty dire consequences, like all those killed by Frieza and his minions. You'd have plenty of people coming back to life in the vacuum of space. And <laughs> so my assumption is that he only really applies it to who they mean to apply it to. And so because 17 was absorbed by Cell, it's interpreted as Cell being responsible for 17's death. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. The catalyst for 17 dying was the fact that Cell absorbed him. But I think it's a very valid question. I think it's a very interesting question. I never even considered that. And frankly, I I kind of... I kind of agree with Lance's perspective that, you know what? I mean, 
18 turned out just fine. She wasn't dead. Right, all right. All on Gohan. No, I, I, I get the dragon thing, too. Like, the dragon is like, eh, I get what you mean. What's interesting there is that that really proves the whole, in the cyborg thing and living beings having a soul to bring back to life. Oh, I'm sure Toriyama didn't think that far. No, no, absolutely not. So, I mean, that's <laughs> another hole in the argument as well, you know, one way or the other. But, um, so I, I basically really like the question because it brought up a, a really cool point. So, uh, thanks for writing that in, Lance. Um, uh, Julian, why don't you read the next one here from uh, Albert. Okay. <clears throat> Albert says, Hi, my name is Albert Hendrickson, also known as the Majin Red Comet on the forums. And I would l- just like to compliment the DiZX team on the quality control of this podcast and your forum. But I do have a question. In your opinion, which kind of DBZ fighting game do you prefer? Deep controls or flashy and accessible? In other words, are you a Street Fighter Alpha kind of guy or a Street Fighter 3 kind of guy? P.S. While we all know your stance on the season sets, it would be nice if you at least mentioned them in your releases sections. Because in January and February episodes, you didn't even mention the season four set in the releases. I agree. I agree completely as well. And Did you I, just forget? I have two answers to this question. One, I completely forgot about them. And yeah, I but think, you research your releases. I do, but if anything, I think that proves how irrelevant they are to my fandom right now. Like but I you don't, don't research hard enough. <laughs> oh, that, that too. You know, another thing that's really killing me is um, Z Store is owned by Right Stuff now. I used to pop over to Z Store and look at their release date list mm-hmm. to see what Funimation was doing. So uh, now Time I the bookmark. Right yeah, stuff. I, I was just using Anime on DVDs release list now for okay. what Funimation is doing. So, but I mean, you're absolutely right, and I think I even noticed that um, an episode or two ago. It's like, oh crap, I didn't even put these on the list. Uh, my other answer to that is, up until this email, no one even told us. <laughs> like we went for months without even mentioning the season four box set, and like no one wrote in to tell us. So, I don't know. Do you guys not care either? I, I care because Trunks is on it. I, all right. Well, there you go. That answers that question. I'm not going to buy it, though, because I have all the episodes, but Trunks is on it. Exactly. Let's answer um, the fighting game question. I, I don't think that's true because deep controls are flashy and accessible uh, versus Alpha and Street Fighter 3. They both have very deep controls, although, you know, Third Strike is much deeper than Alpha would be. Mary, I, I think we've answered this time and time again. What are you looking for in a Dragon Ball I, Z fighting game? I want to say deep controls, but I'm not a hardcore game. Gamer. I like to pretend I like deep controls. You're looking I like, for deep Street Fighter controls. I like Street Fighter-esque controls. Uh-huh. Does that qualify as deep? I don't know. But, um, well, that's a huge discussion in and of itself. Oops, then I will not go there. <laughs> so, I don't know. It depends on the mood I'm in. Sometimes I, I do just want to pick it up and blast around and crazy stuff, but I know it's just, no, it's empty calories. I mean, in a certain way, if you go... Uh, any of the three directions, if you go with the Budokai games, with the Sparking games, or with Super DBZ, in all of their own ways, they're flashy and accessible. In all of their own ways, they're deep and involved. And depending on how much time you want to put into yeah, it, exactly. you can take it to any level that you want. So uh, it's all a matter of preference. And like we've said time and time again, what's great is that we have all three of these options now. Although it would be nice if we got a sequel to Super DBZ so we could expand upon that. But no, we've heard absolutely nothing about that. And then on the other hand, you've even got like, like Jump Superstars and D.O.N. if you want to play a Smash Brothers style sagas. game. Well, Sagas isn't a fighting game. I know. Sagas is not a video game. Sagas is uh, an entertainment experience. It's an experience of crap. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Albert, I, I hope that answers your questions. Um, we'll make sure to mention the Season 5 box set when we get into May, when all that stuff comes out. I already have it on the outline, so it'll be sitting there, and we'll make sure to mention it. Uh, we have one more email. I don't have this on the list, but if you remember correctly, last week I asked for people to send in creepy love letters to Julian. So what I would like to do now is read a creepy love letter to Julian. Oh no. My dearest Julian. Oh God. My heart longs for you. My heart longs to leap at the sound of your voice. So much so that when you were absent from the podcast... I slash my wrists in frustration and longing. My heart, my heart longs to be filled with joy by your smile. My heart longs for my love, respect, and adoration to flow to you as I gently kiss your hands. My heart longs to be warmed when I hold you in my arms. My heart longs to feel the passion as I caress your face. (laughs) 
Whoa, 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 whoa. Stare into your beautiful eyes. <laughs> My heart longs to see our love for one another grow as we sit on the couch and we share from the heart. My heart longs oh, to express my love for you as I rub your. Well, I'm gonna stop there. <laughs> my heart longs to be calmed and comforted as I lovingly. Uh, moving on, my heart uh, loving. Mike, tenderly. you wrote this yourself. No, I, I did. My heart, lots of uh, sensual passion, uh, expressing <laughs> desires, uh, something about the back, uh, oh. gentle touching. <laughs> sensual passion a little bit of cuddling going on here with all the love of my tender heart the creepy love letter guy aka tori bot thank you tori bot i'm glad you guys don't have my address over here i do need your address actually julian we actually did get one other uh love letter it's it's very short it's from uh elmond and it says dear julian lots of love to you yours sincerely the fanboy that that's not quite as bad okay (laughs) that's more like appreciation so we know that two people um, are absolutely in love with Julian, and um, that made my day. You did it a great job of keeping that secret. <laughs> one admirer and one stalker, it appears. <laughs> well, you know what? Thank you guys for sending in the creepy love letters to Julian. Like I said, it made my day. Uh, it, it apparently made Mary's evening here. Julian, my stomach hurts. <laughs> Julian, how do you feel? I feel weirded out. Good. Dirty. It's exactly what I wanted to accomplish, yeah. and I, I got what I wanted, and that's really what this podcast is about, is me getting what I want. So it worked out perfectly according to plan, and I appreciate that. So that's going to end the emails. If you guys want to send any comments, questions, suggestions, no more creepy love letters to Julian, I think we got that out of our system. Mary, <laughs> where do you send these? You could send all these and much more, much more, to podcast at dizex.com. And how would you type that out? Well, you could type it out as D-A-I-Z-E-X at D... No, you know we had a pretty good streak of you guys, you know, spelling it correctly. And here you go, it's all right. I'm still hysterical. Would you like to try again? Yes. Okay. You would uh, send it on over to podcast at dizex.com, spelled P-O-D-C-A-S-T at D-A-I-Z-E-X dot com. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. Let's get in those emails. Uh, The email server is working now, so we can get everything you send in so that's going to wrap up the episode that was episode 120 we wow. learned all about dragon ball af we learned all about tori bot's uh, undying passionate love for julian <laughs> and uh we got all sorts of other great stuff in there i think it was a successful episode hell yeah hell yeah so uh, we're gonna hit you back next week with episode 121 is Ju- it manga review of awesomeness no it's not the first of the month yet oh i'm let's sorry. look at the calendar time is flying we actually me. have this week and then two more weeks in march oh well don't i just suck <laughs> it's, it's okay ahead of myself. it gives us time to read it because you know we always wait until the last second to read it and then we have to give it to jeff too so mm-hmm. this will work out well so we got this episode then we got two weeks um maybe i can pull together what i was looking to do i don't know we'll see if i can pull that together I think it would be really neat to Ooh, do. cryptic. Yeah, well, it involves interviews with people. So I'll ah. see if I can swing that together for next week. Special guests, interviews? Yeah, wow. get that going. You know, we're on a roll with interviews. We've got Desiree Campbell this week talking about Dragon Bail. The Dragon Bail. We're talking about the Dragon Bail. That's what we're doing. We'll talk about something else next week if I can swing that. So fingers crossed. Um, that was episode 120. Let's say goodbye to Mary. Thank you Bye. for being on the show with us mm-hmm. and um, putting together this fantastic bookcase. Yes. It's not really books. With a Dragon Ball diorama. CDs and- kind of thing. Yeah, you know what? The Dragon Ball isn't next to the Dragon Ball CDs, though. I know, it's, but we filled up it. It's next to the compilations and other stuff. Well, maybe I'll move it. Okay. All right. I was so, going to play like with it plan. anyway. Um, tell me about Temple of Trunks. Right. Temple of Trunks celebrating its 10-year anniversary this month. Wow. Nice. And maybe I should even update with that information. <laughs> yeah, that'd be, um, be kind of cool. My website is at www.templeotrunks.com. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It is awesome. It is. Julian, what else is awesome? That would be Daizenshu EX, which can be found at www.daizex.com. That's daizex.com. That is correct. I'm running out of disk space, so we're going to end the episode. Oh, shit. Uh, let's see. What can I delete that'll care? Uh, Julian, while I'm deleting a file, why don't you... <laughs> How did I run out of space? What the hell is going on? Why don't you... Uh, I'm going to say goodbye. So uh, my name is Mike, Vegito EX, and you're Julian, and you're going to end the show by saying...
But thanks for doing this with us. It's uh, it was really awesome. I can't wait to. No problem. I loved it. That was spread great. Spread it around and see what kind of shenanigans we get ourselves into with <laughs> saying there's an AF comic. <laughs> Can of worms. Oh man. This week on the Daisenshu EX podcast, Dragon Ball AF. Yes, it's <laughs> real. It's real. They're oh. God damn it! Why are we doing this? <laughs>